Welcome to the Law of Love podcast. My name is Andrea and I strive to be an ambassador of love. My hope is to inspire, empower, expand, and bring joy. So join me on this journey to living a fulfilling life. Welcome back to the Law of Love podcast. This is your girl, Andrea. I'm so excited to have you here today. I have a very special episode because we will be hearing from Maria Henning. She is a human design whiz. Now, wherever you are on your human design journey, whether you are an expert or you are just now hearing about human design, this is a great episode. I learned a lot about my own chart as well as understanding some of the foundation of human design. So that being said, in order for you to get the best out of this episode, I highly encourage you to have your human design chart accessible or available. If you do not have your human design chart, you can get it for free. It's several locations, but I will be linking my personal favorite by Jenna Zoe. I also highly encourage you to please follow the podcast as well as rate and review. And if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please screenshot it and share it on your stories or on your social media. It means the world when you guys start spreading the love. Now, if you want to reach out to me, you can send an email to thelawoflovepod at gmail.com. I'm going to say that again. You ready? thelawoflovepod at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and thank you so much for joining us today. So, hi. Uh, my name is Maria Henning. I am a 2-5 emotional manifesting generator, uh, and I, we, know, we might get into what exactly that means later in this episode. Um, I'm originally from Venezuela, and I moved to Houston when I was seven. So I've been in Texas for most of my life, studied out of state, traveled a bunch, uh, and now I'm back uh, in Houston. So um, yeah, I, I you asked what other like things I do. Um, so currently, I run my human design business. That's like my main focus. And I teach human design. I teach you how to start a business using human design. And I've also created the only database that I know of that combines human design, gene keys, and astrology together. So that is my Capricorn stellium, six planets in Capricorn, and my STEM degree. Uh, you know, very excited about organizing data. So I studied, oh I actually, yeah, I actually studied marine science um, and have like several published papers on oysters affecting greenhouse gas cycling so I'm like a big (laughs) big nerd around data science all of that good stuff and that's how I run my business using sharing human design data and all the amazing insights that you can get from it so there's many things many lives that I've had I feel like uh you know I taught yoga for a long time I danced for 18 years like lots and lots of things that I've done which is very uh you know uh very true manifesting generator right we are the like multi-hyphenate multi-passionate people who are here to do all of the things. And that was actually kind of the biggest gift that I got from human design. That first ever human design is really like a permission slip to really be authentically you. And that first permission slip for me was just learning about my energy type and how I am meant to do all of the things. And that's actually correct for me. And it's not weird that I have like a very artistic side of me and a very scientific side of me and a very like spiritual side of me and a very like business oriented, like money focused side of me, you know, like it's all, it all gets to like coexist. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. 
Oh my gosh. You're like totally a big deal. I love all of this. This is so amazing. So how did it, how did it come to you? How did it find you? How did you find it? Also, let me just, let me just preface all of this by saying your program is amazing. Like I have been watching you post and just deliver your content and it is so beautiful. And I am like deep rabbit hole. Every time I click on one of your posts, I'm like, I already read this one post about this one gate, but I'm going to go back and like refresh my mind on it. So go ahead take it from here. I just wanted to let you know, I am a huge admirer of your work. (laughs) Thank you so much. I seriously appreciate that. Yeah. And as you can see, like all of those gate posts are like, look at all the data that all of these gates have. (laughs) Um, And that was actually one of the big reasons why I started the Cosmic Compendium was because, and that's my program name. um, That's it's because there is so much data within these systems and they are the biggest rabbit hole. That's how I always introduce it to people. I'm like, it's just the world's biggest, most interesting rabbit hole, like in my opinion. So for me, um, I found human design um, in 2018, I want to say, like 20, or maybe like early 2019. It must have been really early um, because at that time was kind of the, the beginning of my foray into like online business coaching, like like receiving online business coaching and, and just seeing how everybody was like creating courses and do it, running an online business and everything like that. Um, and there was one specific person that I listened to her podcast and she would um, like ask people what their human design was on the podcast. So it was like, what's your sun sign? What's your human design type? What's your Enneagram? And I was like, what the hell is that? So that was one of the first times that I heard about it. And then around the same time, I also got super into and continued to be very into, uh, Lacey Phillips work of to be magnetic. I don't know if you mm. yeah, heard of her. Yes. Yeah. The expanded podcast gives me life. <laughs> insanely good podcast it's still my favorite podcast like it's the only one that I like really sit and like binge and and above it's just it's fucking fire so anyways as you know she uh looks she looks at human design a lot and she I don't know what I don't know if they're continue to be in partnership but she definitely had a partnership at some point with Jenna Zoe uh and so I think Lacey would ask people what is your human design as like a guess the same kind of thing um and then uh, once I signed up for her program, this was like a long time ago. I think she's changed it now because I, I went back and it's different, but um, she would have you pull your human design chart to see if you were going to be a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester, which is like something that Jenna Zoe really came up with. Um, and that was the first time that I pulled my human design chart. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, it's so confusing. You know, there's so many like numbers and colors and and all of the circuitry like connecting it's like what does that even mean like what are all these like lines and shapes and I don't even know what this is but that was the first time that I pulled it so again at some point in 2019 uh and then like and then this is just goes to show how many how many times things have to kind of come around for for generators and manifesting generators to somehow respond to finally respond uh but then finally in 2020 it was like a couple of things happened I left my job and I was like okay I just you know, for a bit, I was like, oh, am I going to like get another job? Am I going to apply to grad school? Am I going like, there were a lot of paths, any, all the paths were open because I quit my job. So I had no plan. Uh, But I just knew that like business was like the thing that I wanted to do. And it took me listening to, I went all the way back to the very first episode of the expanded podcast, literally with Jenna Zoe. Jenna Zoe was the first guest on her podcast where she talks about all of the types. And that's where I got this permission slip of, of manifesting generators are not meant to work nine to five. They're not going to stick in a career for, for 30 years. That's like, not even like, what does that even mean? Like what? Like, of course, how could, how, how could they, that makes no sense. And so all of this talk around how 
manifesting generators are really here to find things that light them up and they're here to like find shortcuts and do all the things and it's actually correct for them. And I was like, it has to be a business. Like I have to start my own business because that's so true. And nobody had ever like allowed me to be as multi-passionate as I am. You know what I mean? And I had always been like, it's so weird that I like, am really like, you know, passionate about yoga and dance and, and like have studied it for decades. And it's also really weird that at the same time, I was also studying marine science for decades. I was like scuba certified at 10. You know what I mean? Like I like, it's like, I was like, I can't, this makes no sense. Like I was really judging myself around that. I was like, well, that must mean I'm not good at either of them because like nobody can really be good at like multiple things at the same time. Let me turn that notification off. But then listening to this podcast, it really just kind of gave me that permission slip. Um, and then I just started my business and then I started finding more and more human design accounts and following them and learning more about it. I got two readings and I was like, both of them were like freaking mind blowing. Like one of them was more based on just my type strategy and authority and centers. And then the other one went into my gates. And when I learned about my gates, I was like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, this is me. Like, how did the system know all of this? And then it's just, I haven't stopped since. <laughs> it's yes. been like over almost two years of just like pure obsession with this system and learning it. So yeah. Oh my gosh. And there's so much to learn. And then based on my understanding, isn't it still kind of evolving? Like people are still learning different things about it and expanding and kind of including different parts that maybe weren't there when it originally started yeah no there there is so much information around it and it's not uh like in general it takes a really long time to learn all of the information that is that is around it so you start with like you know the the kind of the big stuff like type strategy authority then you might get into your incarnation cross gates channels and then there's a whole world of like primary health system. And it's like, what's your environment? What's your digestion? And what's your cognition? And what's your motivation? When I like motivation took me like a year to get to. And when I discovered motivation, I was like, whoa, like totally mind blown, uh, you know, perspective view, all of these things. And so it takes a long time. It's like, it's, it's like a freaking PhD. Like there's so much, information, <laughs> you know, no, really, it really is so much information to learn. Yes. And then it continues to evolve um, now with like the gene keys. So the gene keys, uh, founder was a student of the founder of human design uh, and he created his kind of own system around that or, or rather channeled it neither of them really created it they just kind of downloaded this system into the world uh, they're they're separate systems um, and so there's even more layers to kind of add to that and then when you start to like really look at astrology which is another one of the foundations of human design uh, it's like there's even more layers to add to that and, it, and of course it would make sense that this gate is Capricorn and this you know it's like there's so many elements to it so yeah it definitely continues to evolve especially as new people kind of show up and are like looking to change a bit of the language because a lot of the traditional language can be very shocking as the, the guy who brought human design to the world is the gate of shock is his conscious son. So he's like here to be shocking, right? So it's a little shocking, it's a little jarring, it's a little bit dogmatic, a little bit. And so yeah. people were kind of looking at, okay, well, we can kind of leave this dogmatic language and look at the actual benefit and let's keep the benefit and then develop this idea more. And it still holds the, it's still, um, it's not like we're changing the foundation of, of, of what it really is. It's still based in fact, it's just, we don't have to talk about it in such a dogmatic, limiting, like shocking kind of way. So yes. yeah, we're always evolving. Okay. So just a little side note, when I first found out about human design and started like doing my research, I was like, oh, well, what am I? 
And it said that I am a generator. My strategy is to respond. My not self-fame is frustration. But then I got to the point where I read my profile description and it said one three and it called me a martyr. And I think that one word pushed me away from human design for like six months. Cause I was like, I do not, I am not like, I was so offended and I took it so personal. And as I've been reading more and understanding more, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense versus this like one original description of what I had read that literally I was like, this is bullshit. It's not real. It doesn't work. And then I like read more, especially with the gates. Like you're right. Once I started going into my gates, I was like, mind blown. I was like, who is stalking me and how do they know so much information? (laughs) It really feels like that. Yeah. And that, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, for, for me, I, I enjoy having both the foundational like language and then like the updated kind of like new paradigm language. And then I get to kind of pick and choose and explain like, why would the line three be called the martyr? You know, why, why does that really show up? But here's like a more high vibe way of like looking at it. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense that, that you saw that and were like, was like turned off. Like for me, I'm the hermit heretic, like the two five. So it's like, okay, not like the best like, I agree. I'm kind of a hermit. Okay. I agree. Like, you know, or I, I really am. I'm super a hermit. So I, I, I resonate with that, but it's just like a very, it's very intense language. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's say people are hearing human design for the very first time. And I do have people on my podcast that I will talk about human design and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Andrea. So I guess the first thing I want to say is it really is another language. So it's okay if you've been like lost up to this point. Here's what human design is and like the most basic kind of, kind of, um, yeah, description. So human design is a system that shows you your unique energetic blueprint. So we're looking at your conscious energetic makeup and your unconscious energetic makeup and why it's actually such a powerful system is that it's actually very applicable. So it's not just like, here's your energy. It's very applicable. It's like here, like we were talking about type strategy, authority. We have number one, your energy type. So that was when I was talking about a manifesting generator. There are these big keynotes, these big, uh, you know, like uh, descriptions of our, the five energy types that we have that are already going to give you so much insight into who you are and how you best operate. Then we have strategy, right? Strategy shows you the strategy of your energy, how it's meant to navigate and act in the world. So it's not just, here's your energetic blueprint, like go have fun deciphering all these numbers. It's like, no, no, here's how you're actually best meant to like put your energy out into the world so that you can receive the thing that you're meant to receive, whatever that is for you. But it's always going to be something in the energy of your signature frequency, which we can talk about in a second. And then finally, there's authority. And authority describes your unique decision-making process. So not everybody is meant to just listen for their intuition and just go with that. Not everybody's meant, Not many people are not even meant to ever feel quote unquote, a gut like hit and trust their gut, right? There's very specific people that have, like all of us have our own very specific decision-making process. And that is what authority shows us. And then the last piece is that signature and non-self, you know, themes where these are the two, it's like a green flag and a red flag, right? So your signature shows you you're vibrating at the highest possible frequency. This is a green flag, keep going, right? So, so now I know, okay, here's my type. Here's how I generally work. Here's my strategy. Here's how I'm meant to navigate the world. Here's my authority. Here's how I'm meant to make decisions. And now here's my signature that's showing me 
that all of it's working for me, right? And then your non-self theme shows you it's not actually working. Something needs to shift because you're not in your, you're not receiving the things that you're really meant to receive because we're all here to receive all of the beautiful things in the world, whatever it is that you're wanting, you're meant to have it. You're meant to be like super fulfilled in it. And what human design shows you is like, here's your unique blueprint and map as to how you do it. So it's very, very, very practical. Um, and just to say one more thing about it, it is a synthesis of a couple of other esoteric systems. So we have astrology, which shows us the planetary influences on several parts of our chart, right? So first of all, we have a human design chart, just like you have an astrology chart. And the astrology is showing us the specific influences that make up our chart. The thing that you're actually seeing on the chart is a combination of the chakra system. So we have nine energy centers in human design, not seven, like the traditional seven centered chakra system that you're used to seeing. We have nine, but that comes from the chakra system. We have 36 channels that connect those nine centers to each other in different ways. And then we have on each side of each channel, there's a gate and a gate is like, you can imagine it, it's opening a door to a center and it's closing the door to a center. So it's like filtering that energy and receiving that energy. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing basically 13 planetary influences, nine centers, 36 channels, and 64 gates, and all in different combinations, showing you exactly like the energy that you wanted to imprint. This is the spiritual aspect of it. You chose to come on that day to those people at that time, that year, so that you could imprint all of that energy because that was the energy you needed to carry out your purpose. And that's what human design is showing you. So good. So can you give me a brief lowdown on the five different energetic types. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, that's the first kind of, um, that's the first like foundational thing that you look at. I, I like to look at it as like the biggest umbrella, right? We start from the biggest umbrella term and then we get down to the most specific thing, which is like gates and lines of gates and things like that, right? So this is, this, we start at the top of the funnel, the most general, which is type. And so there's five energetic types. Uh, there are, and there's, they, they each have their own specific purpose and kind of like, you know, enter, you know, magic that they bring to the world. So typically we start off with generators. Um, generators are one of the more common types we have, and that's not like a, a bad thing, but it's just, we're one, we're, we're just one of the more common types. So there's two subsets of generators, and we're going to talk just about just generators at the, right now. So gen generators, just generators make up around 30% of the population. And why they are generators is because they have the sacral center defined. And the sacral center is one of the four motor centers in human design. Motor centers give you motivation to do something. So if you have one of those motor centers or multiple motor centers defined, you have consistent access to motivation to do something. If they are undefined, it's just a little bit more inconsistent. You're meant to leverage that motivation off of other people. So for generators, they have the sacral center defined. Defined means you generate that energy. It's consistent in you. It's like the sun. You're always, it's always there. It's always going. And the sacral center is the only motor center that regenerates as you put energy out. So generators are going to feel like, for, like they want to create, like they want to build, like they want to work, but not like work on something boring and horrible. That's going to drain your energy. It's more when you work on something that really lights you up. Like for example, both of us are having this conversation. We're really lit up. And so it's giving us energy. It's like, this is fun. Like 
it's regenerating my energy. I could talk about this all day. Like it's, it's exciting to me. Right. And so that's the generator energy. Generator energy is warm. It's enveloping. It's attracting things in so that they can use that sacral center to respond to the right things that light them up, that give them more energy. Then they can go build and create and, and, and work on these amazing projects and, and do, you know, live an amazing life, right? They're here to be, they're here to be satisfied as their signature. And when they respond to the right things that light them up, they will be satisfied. And when they do things that drain their energy and, and are not exciting to them and not fun, they will be frustrated. That's the signature and non-self of a generator. So that's generators. Life force of the world is kind of how they're described because this, that sacral energy is lifting everyone else's energy up. When you are in your highest vibrational state, when you are doing something that you love as a generator, it is of high service to you and everybody else around you. Like it's literally, you're here to like be this life force energy in the world. So that's a generator. I'm a manifesting generator, which is a blend of two other types. So a blend of generators and one other type. So the other type that I'm a blend of is the manifester type. So manifestors are the initiators of the world. They're like the leaders. These are the people that start new things, right? So the, the founder of human design, for example, was a manifestor. <laughs> like he brought this new thing into the world. Um, you know, so it's always, they're here to initiate and they're here to, they're not necessarily here to build and create and leave things behind or, or, or rather like, like finish them. They're here to start things, right? And other people can kind of step in and finish them. So manifestors are pretty rare. They make up about 9% of the population. And they essentially, uh, I like I like this description a lot. They have this kind of like hotline to the divine, right? Where they're receiving these kind of divine urges. You can't explain it, right? And what an urge feels like is if you don't get this thing out into the world, you're going to freaking explode. <laughs> That's what an urge feels like for a manifestor. You can't explain it. It makes no sense. Like, but you just feel like you have to do it. You just feel like you have to bring it into the world. Like it's just, you just have to, right? Um, and so that's what manifestors are here to do. They're here to be very connected to any and all random urges that come through and act on and, and initiate the ones that they like feel like they're going to explode if they, if they don't, if they don't do right. Um, and when they do that, they get to inform, right. That's their strategy. They need to inform. Informing is not asking for permission. It's not saying, Hey, do you mind if I bring in this like massively mind blowing thing into the world? Like, no, you're saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Right. You, when you inform, you tell the universe, you tell the people that matter, you tell your audience, if you're like, if it's like in your business, um, you just tell the people that matter so that you can decrease resistance so that when you initiate the thing, you can find peace. That's what manifestors are looking for. Peace, right? What is peace? Peace is they hear me. They listen to me. They understand where I'm trying to lead them. I can initiate. I can work on this thing that I want. I can let it go when I want. That's what peace is like for a manifestor versus anger is you didn't, you didn't inform. And now everybody's like, where have you been? And you're like, I've been working on this project for 16 hours. Sorry, my bad. You know, getting angry at people or getting angry at yourself because you're not allowing yourself to inform and initiate because you're holding yourself back. I find a lot of the time generators are frustrated at a situation. They're like, oh, this job is so horrible. This is so exhausting to me. It's draining to me. And manifestors are very angry at themselves a lot if you're not allowing yourself to inform, not allowing yourself to initiate. Um, so that is the generators and the manifestors. And as you can see, they kind of work really great together, right? The manifestor initiates something new and the generators looking for new things to respond to. And then if they want to do that thing and it lights them up, they can go work on that thing for a bit. And then everybody gets to, yeah, it's just, we all work in a great <laughs> way together. So that's generators and manifestors. 
Then there's the subtype of generator, which is the manifesting generator, which is what I am. So manifesting generators, we have both, right? We have that sacral center defined. Manifestors do not have a sacral center defined, but they have a motor center connected to their throat. So that means it's a defined motor center and that means their throat center is defined. And that means that they have consistent motivation to manifest new things, right? That's what the throat center is in human design. It manifests action. It's not about law of attraction. We're not talking about that in human design. When we say manifestation in human design, it's not about law of attraction, whatever. It's about manifesting action, right? That's, that's another term for the word manifestation. Um, And so, and then manifesting generators have both. We have a motor center directly or indirectly connected to our throat in some way. And then we also have a sacral center defined. So what does that mean? (laughs) We respond to things and we're able to work and put out a lot of power on those things, but we also have these urges that we want to, you know, initiate on, right? And it's not necessarily to say that manifesting generators can initiate. Um, That is like, that depends a lot on the type of manifesting generator that you are. And that's not a conversation that we can have right now because we need to have like a chart in front of us and all this kind of stuff. Um, but there is going to be a sense of responding equals initi- like equals initiating, like responding automatically initiates something is kind of like the vibe. And you still get to inform as a manifesting generator and tell people what it is that you're up to so that you can avoid frustration and anger, and you can find satisfaction and peace. So manifesting generators, if we have consistent regenerating energy, when we do stuff that we love, but we also have consistent desires to speak and start new things. And that makes us the multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, like, you know, multitaskers of the world, right? So that's what a manifesting generator is. And then we have two other types. Um, We have the projector and the reflector. So projectors, uh, like manifestors do not have a sacral center defined, right? Because any anybody that has a sacral center defined is already a generator or a manifesting generator. So now we're not talking about those two types anymore. Those are called sacral types. Our non-sacral types are manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. Projectors don't have a sacral center defined and they don't have a motor connected to their throat. So that means that they have some kind of center defined, uh, but they don't necessarily have this consistent access to speak and start new things. They don't have the consistent regenerating energy to do stuff that they that like to, to work and build. Like that's not what they're here to do. They instead have a very particular gift, whatever it is that, that whatever centers that they have to find, whatever channels they have to find, that is like their very specific gift and what they do is they guide other people through that to do that gift. That's what projectors do. So they have their like magical system, system like managers, like system magicians. Like they have this kind of bird's eye view that's something that's called a penetrating aura, right? So generators and manifesting generators have an enveloping aura. Manifestors have a repelling aura because they repel people that aren't going to follow them. And then, uh, Projectors have a penetrating aura. They see very deeply. They're here to guide. They're here to share their gift in a very intimate way, which is the way their gift is their, their channels, their, their centers that they have to find. So great coaches, great therapists, space holders, like really, really magical people in that way. Guides or they're the guides really is what they are. Um, and what they get to do is wait to be seen and invited in and recognized. That's their strategy because they do such intimate work you can't just like do really intimate work if nobody's asking you to do the intimate work on them. That's going to have somebody reject you and be like, I'm not ready for that. I didn't ask for that. And that's when the projector can get bitter because they're really good at helping people. They want to help. That's what they want to do. 
And so if you try to help somebody and they don't take your advice or whatever, you're like bitter. You're like, what the fuck? I just helped you. Like my advice isn't like super useful. You didn't use it. So that's what the projector is trying to avoid. When instead, when they're aligned, when they show up as like, I'm ready to be seen and invited in and they do receive those correct invitations for them that see them for who they are and not for what people are projecting them to be, then they can find their signature, their highest frequency, which is success, right? I've seen somebody saw me, somebody knew exactly what gift I had and they wanted to invite me in to support them in that gift, just to support them with my gift rather. Um, and so that's what the projector is here to do. And then finally, we have the reflector. So the reflector is a very rare type. So projectors are about 25%, 27%, something like that. And then um, reflectors are less than 1%. So reflectors have no centers to find. So they're here to experience all of the changeability and like inconsistency and like, um, what's the word? Like, yeah, they're here to reflect, right? So centers are either like a sun or a moon, right? Define centers or the sun, they they generate energy. The sun doesn't turn off when the sun sets, it just, the earth is rotating, right? The sun's always on fire. The sun is always generating energy. The moon does not generate energy. The moon reflects light, right? The moon reflects the sun's light. And so that's what all of our open centers are. And then when you have uh, open and undefined or, or different, but in this context, I'll use them as the same way. Um, when you have a reflector or they have only undefined centers or, or possibly a mix of both undefined and open centers, they only reflect other people's energy, right? They don't generate any of their own like energy, right? And, and, and that doesn't mean that you don't have energy to do things. That's a different kind of energy. We're not talking necessarily about that right now, but they're here to reflect and see and essentially they're the great karmic mirrors of, of the collective, right? They're here to be the center of their community. They're here to, cause they, cause they can kind of have a tap and a, and a measure on how the health of the community is. They're extremely intuitive. Um, and they are here to follow a lunar cycle. That's what reflectors are here to do. So with reflectors, because you're so like change, you're changeable, I guess is the word that I would say, cause you reflect, you're reflecting all the time. If you can be consistent about one thing for an entire month, then you know that that is the correct decision for you. But if half of the month it's a yes and half of the month it's a no, it might be time to look at, okay, let me, let me see if what, what the answer really is like, and, and then, and then this is where you can kind of have a hack for, for reflectors. You don't have to wait 28 days uh, to make all your decisions and take all your actions, right? You can instead know, for example, I had a reflector client who we tracked her monthly cycles and uh, she was consistent week to week. Like first week was always about mom life. Second week was always about like gardening alone time for her. The third week was always about like her farm business and like being in the community. And then the fourth week was always like more like just full family time and like something else. There was like another thing that was a part of that. And so for her, it felt like I'm not consistent day to day. So that felt very like I'm, I, I can never find consistency when really you just have to kind of zoom out as a reflector and be like, okay, well, what does my month actually look like? What does my monthly cycle actually look like? And then you can support yourself in decision-making. So for my client, I would say, don't book like community stuff on your mom week, <laughs> book community stuff on your community week. Right. And then like all your calls that you want to have for personal development, you do that during like your gardening and introspective week, you know? Um, so, uh, that's, that's really what reflectors are there. They're kind of 
ethereal. They're a little bit more zoomed out than the rest of us. Um, they're here to kind of follow these monthly cycles, not so much daily and weekly cycles. Um, and they're just extreme, extremely intuitive and meant to really show us how we're doing as a collective. So those are the five types. <laughs> so you brought up the law of attraction, but because manifestation is such a buzzword right now, I want I want them to hear it from someone else. So yeah. anyone can manifest not just manifestors or yes. manifesting generators. A hundred percent. So, so manifestors and manifesting generators, the only reason they have that word is because they have a motor connected to the manifestation center in human design, which is the throat. Uh, and that's it. That's the only reason there's the human design manifestation word of manifesting action, which means you are using your throat center as the portal from taking all of your inner world and putting it out into the outer world. That's what manifestation in human design is. It's like the throat is a portal from the inner world to the outer world. If you look at the body graph, all the energy, right? We have a pressure center at the top and a pressure center at the bottom where these sandwiches of pressure that are just pushing all the energy right to the center of, which is the throat, right? The throat is connected to almost, almost all of the centers, except for the very two pressure centers. <laughs> um, and so it's all coming out of us through our throat center. If you have it defined, like any, anybody except a reflector can have it defined, then you have a specific way of manifesting action. If you have a motor center connected to your throat, like a manifesting generator or a manifester, then you have consistent motivation to manifest action. But if you have an undefined throat center, like a reflector, a projector and generator could, right? So, so generators can have a defined throat center and so can projectors, but sometimes they don't. If you have an undefined throat center, you just have a different way of manifesting action, right? It's just a different way that it's going to come out. It's going to be a little bit inconsistent, right? That's how undefined centers work. So either have a defined throat center, a defined way of manifesting action. You have an undefined throat center, which is it's inconsistent, ever-changing way of manifesting action, or you have a motor center defined to your throat, which means you have consistent motivation always to speak and start new things. That is what the human design perspective on manifestation is. Then there is the law of attraction side, which is, can you receive and, and attract all the things that you want? And the answer is yes, always, of course. It, does, it, it just means, are you going to have a consistent way of manifesting action to it? Are you going to have an inconsistent and ever-changing and fun, playful way to, to manifest action? Are you going to be really motorized to manifest action? That's all we're talking about with human design. Law of attraction, everybody gets to attract everything that they want, of course. I will say this, I do not use a law of attraction because I found in a sense that I'm like, how can I become an energetic match for what I want? Because I just found that the law of assumption works for me a lot better, which is I just assume it's going to work out for me. And then it does. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like my take on it. But for, but of course there's work that I do around, okay, can I, can I hold this thing, right? When you're attracting something, can I hold it? Can I, do I feel worthy of it, right? I take the, the Lacey Phillips perspective on you, it's your worthiness that really attracts the things in and manifests the things in, right? So that's my take on it, but every, but that's because manifestation works for everybody. Everybody can have what they want. I find that these things work for me best. You get to find what works for you best, you listening in the audience, and everybody in the world, right? So those are that's my take on manifestation. <laughs> and I can yes, talk about and <laughs> I can talk about manifestation all day too. Maybe that's another episode that we need to do. But also what I'm hearing you say is that human design gave you permission to be authentic in your own manifestation way and also allow for you to have a pattern. Or in my case, I have an undefined throat center. 
And so I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to manifest this next big thing. Like I feel this way today and this is what we're going to do. I actually have a super interesting chart because I only have three defined centers, my solar (laughs) plexus, um, my spleen, and then I don't remember what else, but like I have my, oh yeah, my sacral, duh. (laughs) This is why you're on here. Um, And everything else is like undefined. And I also have a completely open G center. Mm. So I literally feel like every day I wake up and I'm like, Hmm, who do I want to be today? And like growing up, it was so frustrating because I would go to school and I'd dress like an emo kid. And then the next day I would be like this hippie chick. And then the next day I'd be wearing cowgirl boots. Actually, I still do that. But now (laughs) it's like, I get permission. I have this permission and I'm giving myself this permission because of human design to be so authentically me within this next 24 cycle, like within this next 24 hours, who do I want to be? How do I want to present myself? And I feel like just like you being able to be so interested and so in love with all these different things, human design really gave me the the permission to love myself authentically for however I want to show up and understanding that like I'm literally not meant to be here to present myself in one specific way because we're ever evolving but also because that's just not how I function yeah totally totally no that's awesome I I, I have an undefined g-center just one one gate in it that is defined and I feel the exact same way of like who do I want to be today that's actually why I hate movies so much because I go (laughs) watch a movie and then I become the fucking main character and I'm like that's not me like I'm like I take on like you know the identity of that person and I'm like I'm not having fun right now like why am I acting this way like I don't if you're listening by the way the G center is a center of identity which is why we're talking about how ours is inconsistent um you know and I I fucking hate movies the only kinds of movies that I watch are uh Disney and Pixar marvel love it. Love it. stuff like fantasy stuff you know like like i'm a big lord of the rings fan obsessed hopelessly obsessed with lord of the rings um <laughs> i'm like that's fucking it we're talking fantasy we're talking superhero we're talking disney pixar that is it i will not watch a single drama movie for sure you can count me out for any kind of horror movie but any sort of drama even a chick flick i fucking hate it i can't i can't deal with it you know it, I, I just i really yeah anyways i can talk a lot about this and my human design will, will speak to that but oh my gosh i love this so <laughs> i do want to be conscientious of your time do you think that you could do yeah. um the different the nine different centers in the next 20 minutes like what they are yeah, we can talk Whether... about it really briefly. Yeah, I can, okay. I can bring them up for sure. Um, so, so this is something important because your center is like we were just discussing. It really defines who you are, right? It defines your type, and it and it shows you how how you can act and sort of yeah be in the world. Um, so we'll start at the top. So the top, you have a triangle that's pointing up, and that is the head center. And the head center is all about ideas, inspiration. And it comes from uh, the crown center or the, the, yeah, the crown, the crown chakra, the the highest one um, from the chakra system. So it of course deals with like, like universal consciousness, higher consciousness, like, you know, uh, the gates that are inside are about mystery, doubt, and, and like illumination. Like it's very, very higher consciousness kind of energy and head centers pressure you to figure out the answers and to, yeah, just, it starts, it starts the, it starts the pressure process from the pressure to figure it out from the top, right? So if you have it undefined, you're going to experience pressure and ideas and inspiration from the outside, right? You're going to take it in. So uh, all our undefined head center people are like 
you know, they'll be around someone else. They're like, oh God, I have to go figure this out. I have to go find this answer, right? Because someone else is like around their energy versus to find head center people, generate their own pressure to figure things out, to download things, to, uh, yeah, to, to ask questions and, and X, Y, Z. So that's the head center, inspiration, ideas, questions, higher consciousness. Then that leads to the Ajna center. It's that triangle pointing down right underneath the first triangle. So the Ajna center has to do with the third eye chakra. So it's it's essentially what it's doing is it's processing the pressure from the head center, the pressure to figure it out, the pressure to answer the question, the pressure to, you know, figure out this mystery. And it's mentally processing that energy, which is what the Ajna center is. It's a mental awareness center. And then it's either going to share it as an insight which is gate 43, as an opinion, which is gate 17, or as a story, which is gate 11. That's what it does. It's either opinions, insights, or stories. So we take, yeah, mind-blowing. So we take the Aja Center, takes all this mental pressure, processes it in this like third eye, like, what am I seeing here? How can I process this mentally? Like, you know, this, this kind of like intuitive, you know, mindset consciousness, and it shares an opinion, an insight, or a story. That's what the Ajna Center does. So if you have it undefined, then you are open to all the different mental perspectives. Um, you know, like you can, it's like the devil's advocate, how I see it. Like I have an undefined Ajna and I can always see it another way. Like I'm not ever certain about a certain way. And I, yeah, it's always, I don't ever think there's a one truth, right? Versus defined Ajna people, they're very consistent about the ways in which they think. Um, they're very consistent in the ways in which they share their, their mental, the thing that they process mentally. Um, and they come to their own conclusions and they find certainty in them. So that's what men, defined Ajna people do. Undefined people like me, I'm not certain about it. <laughs> I can see it any, any which way. Defined center people, defined Ajna center people, they're like, nope, I'm certain about it. I came to that conclusion on my own. I process it mentally. It makes sense to me. My brain's very organized. Here we go. <laughs> so that is the Ajna center. So those are the two centers that are above the throat center. Now I get to the throat center. The throat center talks to a lot of other centers, right? It talks to the Ajna, it connects to the spleen, the G center, the ego center, the emotional center, and the sacral center, right? So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of possibility with the throat center. But essentially, like we were saying before, the throat center is the portal from the inner world to the outer world. It, um, you know, it, it essentially takes pre either pressure from the top or from below to, and then like manifest action, right? Um, it's, it's the, it's the, ma the main hub of all of the other centers, essentially. Um, and what the throat center does is it speaks, it communicates, obviously, and it, and it manifests action. Um, and so if you have it defined, then you're somebody who is meant to be seen, who's meant to be heard, right? Like something for me all over my chart is like, I need to use my voice. Like that's like a big thing for me. I have a lot, I have two channels uh, going to the throat center. Um, I have, and I have a motor going to the throat center. Uh, my purpose and the gene keys is in my voice. That's a whole other conversation. We could do like a gene keys, like chat another day. Um, so I, mine's defined and motorized, right? So I'm here to talk. I'm here to be seen. I'm here to use my voice. It's a very consistent way in which I use my voice, right? I speak in a consistent way. I, and I manifest action in a, in a consistent way that should, yeah, it's just a pattern, right? Versus if you have your throat undefined, something that undefined centers do is they amplify energy. So you're here to tap into the voices of other people, right? Reflect that back to them. So you have a way in speaking to people exactly how they need to be spoken to versus me. I'm like, I'm just going to speak to you in the same way that I speak to everybody. But like you having an undefined throat center, you're like, well, my boyfriend likes to be spoken to in this way. And my friend likes to be spoken to in this way and this way and this way. And you can kind of match what people need to be, how people need to be spoken to 
you can kind of tap into the collective voice and channel that through your voice as well. And you can amplify voices. You can amplify other people's voice. I think you having a podcast is a great example of you amplifying other people's voices, right? Um, and you're here to manifest action in, in inconsistent ways. So some days you're going to be the way in which you respond is going to turn into an action in one way. And then other days it's going to be another way, right? So there's just, uh, it's just playful, right? All undefined centers is play to me. It's play. <laughs> it's just like, you can play with all the energy. How fun. Like, this is great. It's not consistent. You don't have to stick to one certain way all the time. Um, and about, I think like 70% of people have the throat center defined. So it's more common to have it defined than not. Um, and yeah, that's the throat center. And if you know anything about astrology, it's curious to know that almost all of the gates in the throat center are Gemini, right? And Gemini is ruled by Mercury, which is a planet of communication and thinking, right? And so all of the gates, almost all of them in the throat center are these Gemini gates of communication, Mercury, thinking, all of that kind of stuff. So that's how you can see how just genius the whole system is really. So that is the throat center. And then directly, and it's a square. Uh, and then directly underneath the throat center, we have a diamond shape and that is the G center. And the G center is the center of all the other centers. <laughs> so if the throat center is like the hub of it all, where everything's going to, the G center is really just in the center of the chart. Um, and if you think about it, that makes sense because it's about identity and direction. So it's your core. It's like a, it functions kind of like a compass. Um, it, it's really more of a magnet is, is how it's called. It's called the magnetic monopole where it just attracts to you the right things, right? It's a monopole. It doesn't have, it doesn't re repel. So it doesn't have two sides of the magnet. It's just one side of a magnet. Um, and what's interesting, by the way, is uh, Ra Uruhu, the founder of human design, proposed the theories of magnetic monopoles before science proved it to be true, which is really interesting. He also proposed a theory of neutrinos, which is how we get our design, 11 years before science proved neutrinos to be true and actually measured a neutrino for the first time. So it just, if that doesn't like show you how fucking crazy a genius and like truthful the system is, like, again, like I don't say it's the one truth, but there's fucking truth in this. Like it's really crazy. So anyways, there's a magnetic monopole in the G center. So it's all about identity, love, direction. Who are you? What's your purpose? Where are you trying to go? Um, and where, what are you going to attract to you because of that? And if you have a defined G center, you know who you are, you know where you're going, right? Your identity is something consistent to you. Okay. I have two people in my life that are very similar and they both have defined G centers and they care a lot about the type of people other people think that they are. They're like, oh, well, like if they thought that I was this type of person, then like, we can't be friends because like, how could you say that I'm this type of person when I've clearly shown to be this type of person? Like, this is my identity. And I have never had that thought in my life. That's never been a thought that has passed in my brain because I don't fucking think about identity. I just don't like identity is not a thing that I'm like excited about because it's something that I play with. It's something that I'm like, well, today I can be this and tomorrow I can be that. And I don't really care about like, the type of person you think I am. Cause like, I know who I am and I'm a million different things. <laughs> like that's who I am as an undefined G center person. Um, and so it's just really interesting. Like people with defined G centers really, really just put a lot of weight on identity because it's something consistent for them and something that is important for them. And they know who they are and they know where they're going to go. Right. Undefined G center people like us are the chameleons. We don't know who we are. <laughs> We're lots of different things. We reflect other people's identities. We can see other people for who they are, um, you know, and we we don't necessarily know where we're going, right? We were meant to be shown that rather than just kind of know that and generate that energy from within. We are just kind of receiving the energy of where are we going? Where are we meant to go? So that's the G-Center. 
Um, and then we have the ego center, which is like a sideways triangle. <laughs> uh, it's not like perfect like the other ones are. It's kind of like on the side. Um, and the ego center is the heart center. And um, going back to the chakra system really quick, the throat center is obviously the throat chakra. <laughs> and then the G center and the ego center are both split from the heart chakra. So G center heart energy is like love, identity, like this is who I am and I'm meant to be loved for this versus ego center heart energy is like, what does my heart desire? that's the difference there. And like my heart's, my heart is strong and I'm going to use my willpower. That's what G center or ego center heart energy is. And so, uh, the ego center deals with desire, willpower, uh, willing things to happen. Right. And so, um, people with defined ego centers have consistent access to willpower, right? They can use their willpower to manifest action. These are the people who were like, I said, I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep my promise. And I'm going to, it's going to feel good to, to get it done. And I can exert my willpower to do this. And they are people, this helps for manifestation, by the way, they are people who know what they want from within, right? All of the defined ego center people in my life, they're like, I don't know why I wanted this. I just, I always knew that I wanted it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't shown to me that it was possible. I just always knew that I wanted this. Right. So these are people that generate their desires from within. So every time you hear me say a defined center, you know that you're generating that energy. So obviously defined ego center people are generating ego energy. If I want, I desire, this is what I really want. Um, Amanda Francis is somebody amazing to listen to for this because she talks all the time about how her heart's desires are like safe guidance because she has divine ego center. So she talks all the time about what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What's your, what's your heart's guidance? Like what my heart desires is. So it's, so it's safe. So it's safe guidance. I'm meant to have it. Right. Great example of a defined ego center undefined ego center, like you, you and me, we don't necessarily have access, consistent access to willpower. It's like some days I can will this thing to happen. Other days I said I was going to do this and I just fucking can't. Like I'm, I'm tired. I don't, I don't have the energy to do it. And I don't have the willpower to rely on for me to do this thing. Right. So it's inconsistent for us. Um, and when it comes to manifestation in terms of like law of attraction, in terms of what do I want? When somebody asks a defined ego center person, what do you, or sorry, when somebody asks an undefined ego center person, what do you want? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But then if I show you something that is exciting to you, you're like, oh, that, that's what I want. That's what I want. So for me, like, I need to see, I have such a hard time. Like when I say like, oh, I want to manifest something. It's like, I have such a hard time, like even coming up with what that is. Like, I, can't, I know what it feels like. It feels like this. Like, it feels like, you know, me never having to worry about money and having like a spa day, like once a month, like that's like something that I want. But like, when it comes to more specific stuff, like I see someone's house and I'm like, ah, that's the house that I want. I want it to be like this. Or I see somebody's business model and I'm like, that is the business model that I want. That's exactly it. Like I needed to see it so that I knew that that's what I wanted. So with undefined ego center people, we need to kind of be shown our desires instead of trying to dig them out and be like, what do I want? What do I, that's like not a great question necessarily for us when you're trying to just kind of dig it out because you don't generate that energy, right? You, you, you reflect it, you see it in other people. So um, if you're an undefined ego center person and you've struggled with that question, just go shop around, add to cart. Oh, this person has a maid in their house that comes and, you know, once a week, like add to cart. That's what I want. Like literally that's, that's what you do. Add to cart that for me or better is a great, is a great affirmation for undefined ego center people. When you see something you want, that for me or better, add to cart. <laughs> so that's a little bit about the ego center. A lot of conditioning around the ego center, if you can, if you uh, can imagine, right? Desire, willpower, all that stuff. 
And then we have four more centers. <laughs> um, we have the, the next one down, uh, it's the triangle all the way to the right, it points in is the emotional solar plexus. And so this is the, this is split from the solar plexus chakra. We have the splenic center on the very opposite side, the other triangle pointing in, that's also solar plexus energy. But on the right side, on the emotional side, this is emotional awareness, spiritual awareness, right? Um, so the emotional center is, yeah, about, is this going to connect me closer to spirit? Is this going to help me collect, connect with either my emotions, my tribe's emotions, or my collective's emotions, right? We have the different circuitry there. Um, and if you have it defined, then you generate your own emotional waves. You generate your own emotions, right? So you and I have the same channel, 59 to 6. So we generate that kind of emotional wave. We generate our own emotions in general, right? We're always riding an emotional wave. So people with a defined emotional center generate emotional energy. There you go. We're never, we are not cool, cute, cool cucumbers. We are very emotional. We're always riding some sort of emotional wave, right? Versus undefined emotional center people. They are cool cucumbers. They're always cool, calm and collected, but then they can really be emotional because they amplify and feel everyone else's defined emotions, right? So undefined emotional center people can be the ones that are labeled as quote emotional because the emotions that they are taking in, they are amplifying, right? That's what undefined centers do. They amplify them. So yeah, undefined, uh, undefined emotional center people, these are the true kind of empaths of the world. Something to watch out for is that specifically, like, are you taking on everyone's emotions all the time? Are you trying to fix it for everybody all the time? Or are you running away from everyone all the time because you don't want to feel their emotions, right? This is like the avoiding shadow, not self, or the avoiding conflict, not self of the of the emotional center. Um, so just watch out for that. So that's the emotional center. Um, about 50% of people have it defined. So it's more common. It's, it's pretty common, I guess, um, uh, versus the ego center. It's only like 30% of people have it defined. Uh, and like the head center, again, it's really only like 30% of people have the head center defined. So those are kind of more rare. Then we have the sacral center, which is 70% of us can have that defined. Um, and the sacral center is what makes you a generator, right? So the sacral center defined people are looking for things to respond to so that they can manifest action and go and build and create these amazing things that they are responding to or do or whatever. It doesn't have to always be in the connotation of creating something, but um, sacral center people, they, they have this consistent regenerating energy, this life force are super warm. They're always attracting these like new opportunities and things to them. Um, and they can go, they get to pick and choose and respond to only the things that really light them up and give them energy. And when they do, it's going to be so good for their energy. So good for their aura. It's going to radiate out to other people and they're going to be super satisfied and find get even more energy from responding to that thing something to watch out for was that with that is people being like i love your energy like i've had so many yeah generator friends of mine that are like oh like this i'm only i'm only here because they always like tell me that they love my energy and like they want me to stick around and blah blah, blah. i'm like you don't have to give your energy to these people you know like you don't have to um you're super warm and enveloping and you're lifting everybody up you don't have you can protect your energy from that you don't have to say yes to everything is what i find with a lot of generators right you don't have to say yes to everything you can be like that would be nice but i, I but not right now you know you can say no um so anyways no is as much of a response as a yes no means nope, this doesn't light me up. This doesn't give me energy. This doesn't feel satisfying. This feels frustrating. No, I'm not going to do it. So that's, that's a no for sacral people. If you have an undefined sacral center, then you're probably going to have a lot of sacral center conditioning around. I got to keep up with the generators. I got to work. I got to work. I got to work, but you're not here to work. If you have an undefined sacral center, you're not here to work. 
you're here to do something else, either lead, which is manifestors, guide, which is projectors, and reflect, which is uh, reflectors. Those are the things that you're here to do. The generators, we're here, we're here to do the work. We love, we love the work too. It's not a bad thing that we're here to work, but we love to create, we love to do those things. So I hope you get the distinction that I'm making between the two. You can work if you're a projector. It's just gonna be your work is gonna be different. It's gonna be the guiding kind of work, right? So that's what I normally mean around that. But undefined sacral people, you get that energy and, and that desire to do stuff when you're around other sacral people or just like around in your day and, and maybe the transits are, are lighting this energy up or whatever. Um, and you get to have a bit more of a restful experience. You're not here to work eight hours. You can't work eight hours a day, like nine hours a day. If you're not, if you don't have a defined sacral center, even to find sacral people, you get to watch out for that. Everybody gets to rest. Um, but just watch out for, just watch out for that as an undefined sacral person, you can really burn yourself out if you're trying to keep up with all of the other people, right. That do have a defined sacral center. You're here to either lead guide or reflect. Those are your main gifts. And we want you to do them. We want, we need your guidance. We need your leadership. We need your reflections, right? So we'll, we'll take care of the working aspect. Like we'll put the power out into the world. You need to guide us. You need to lead us. You need to reflect to us, like how we're doing and, and judge us so we can get better. That's, those are your gifts. So anyhow, that's the sacral center. Two more to go. We have the splenic center. Uh, these are my two most uh, like defined ones. So I love these two centers. Um, the splenic center is, and, and by the way, obviously the sacral center is the sacral chakra. No surprise there. Um, the splenic center is the other solar plexus chakra split center. So the splenic center, the triangle on the left um, is all about fear, intuition, um, you know, body awareness. It's the body awareness center. And if you have it defined, then you have a consistent way of knowing if something's good for you or not. If you have it defined, then you have a consistent sense of intuition, consistent sense of intuitive hits. Um, you know, you, you, yeah, you just know what's good for you, what's not good for you. And it doesn't really make sense. Like the intuitive part doesn't really make sense. It's not logical. It's not going to have like an answer to you when you ask it, well, why, why is this good for me? It's not going to tell you. It's just like, nope, it's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. Don't do it. Right. That's the defined splenic center. Um, and then undefined splenic center people, these are like the healers, right? They can see what's wrong in someone else, but they can't necessarily see it <laughs> for themselves. And they tend to, the non-self here, the, the lower frequency here is they hold on to things for a long time because they're afraid to let it go because there's a false sense of safety around that thing, right? So whether that is like a habit or a person or, or a certain job or something like that, they are the ones that tend to hold on for a long time because it's like, oh, like this is like a sense of safety when really they're meant to play around. Sorry, <laughs> the phone in the background. Um, they're meant to like play around with all the different ways in which they could receive intuitive hits and in, in which they could know what's good for them or not. Yes. Yeah, so we just talked about the sacral, uh, the splenic center rather. Um, and so, yeah, the splenic center, fear, intuition. Uh, if you have it defined, Trust your weird intuitive hits, listen to your splenic center a little bit more. If you have it undefined, you know, you can use that power to really kind of like look at other people and, and support them with their healing and intuition and, and that process. But you're here to really learn how to feel safe within yourself, even though that might not be a consistent feeling. So that's the splenic center. And then finally, we end with, I think, probably my favorite center, which is the root center. <laughs> uh, the root center is the second pressure center, and it's the square at the bottom. So if the head center is pressure to figure it out, the root center being a motor center, it's pressure to get it done. It's pressure to do the action, right? Um, and the type of pressure that you're going to get from the root center are, well, all the gates, right? And it's like, 
54, which is my conscious son, is like pressure to grow, like the ambition to grow, right? The ambition to make a lot of resource, like make a lot of money for the tribe. That's what 54 is about. 53, for example, is a pressure to start new things. Um, 58 is a pressure to uh, better systems to seek joy for the collective. Uh, 38 is the pressure to really figure out what's worth fighting for so you can find the meaning of life. Starting, doing things, improving things, that's always this pressure to grow this ambition, right? That you have with the root center. And so if you have it defined, you generate that energy, you generate the pressure. <laughs> you are the one that is pressuring yourself to do all the things, whatever that is. Um, and you can rely on yourself to have consistent a consistent desire and, and pressure to grow, right? To, to, and to do all these other more specific things for each of, the, each of the gates. Versus if you have it undefined, you will experience the pressure from the outside world. So you necessarily on your own, you might not necessarily feel right now the pressure to do the thing. But then when you're around somebody who like is, I don't know, starting their own business, you're like, oh yeah, I want to do that. I want to start my own business. And then you can kind of leverage that pressure from other people. Um, and you have, you're meant to, yeah, just have a bit more of a restful experience as well here with undefined root center people, because you don't generate the pressure on your own. So allow the pressure to flow in, uh, leverage it when you want to, and then enjoy the fact that you don't have this consistent, like little asshole at the bottom of your chart telling you all the time that you need to be doing stuff, which is my experience with the root center. <laughs> so those are the nine centers um, in a very brief uh, fashion, uh, the nine centers undefined and defined. And P.S. should have probably mentioned this earlier. Anything that is colored in, no matter what the color is, it's defined. So there's some uh, some um, uh, software like chart pulling software that will have it be like green as the Ajna center, or like yellow as a G center. It doesn't matter what color it is. If it's colored in, it's defined. If it's white, it is either undefined or open, which function very similarly. They both amplify energy. They don't generate on it on its own. There's just a very slight difference between the two. So colored in, defined, white, undefined. <laughs> so that's how you, when you're looking at your chart, now you know what you have defined and undefined. So thank you so much for being on here and shedding your wisdom with us. I really appreciate you. Where can my listeners find more of you and myself? Where can we all get more of Maria? <laughs> yes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at by Maria Henning. So B-Y and then my name Maria, last name Henning. Um, and because everything that I create is by Maria Henning. Um, entire page of free resources that I recommend. Um, actually, some of them are paid, but like a whole resource page essentially for anybody just getting into human design. So there's like workbooks, other podcast episodes that I've been on, um, as well as like masterclasses, books if you're the book kind of person, courses if you're the course kind of person. So I have like a full intro. And then if you want to book a reading, um, I also have uh, that on there as well. So there's like a whole resources page for everybody who is like interested in, in human design. And that's, and I can, yeah, I can send you that so that if you want to include that, or you can just find that at the link in my bio on Instagram at by Maria Henning. What a great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed recording it. Now, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share the whole nine yards. If you want to reach out to me, go ahead and do so at thelawoflovepod at gmail.com. And make sure you are following our Instagram at thelawoflovepodcast underscore between every word. I highly appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome.